Thanks for tuning in to the Link Church podcast. Link Church is located in Charlotte, North Carolina, and is committed to linking people to the life-changing power of Jesus Christ. Good morning and what's up, everyone? Welcome to Link Church today. My name is Pastor Mark, and I am just elated and excited to share the Word of God with you today. It's going to be so dope, and we're going to have a great time. But before we get into the Word of God, why don't you share this? Click the share button, or if you're on Facebook or YouTube, share this video with someone else. You never know how one video, one word from God can totally transform someone's life. But man, I'm pumped up because we are kicking off a brand new series today, and it's entitled Rooted, How to Live a Generous Life. Wow, this is going to be such a great time, a generous time in our church. And this season is just going to open up the heavens for your life, my life, and everybody connected to our church, because I believe God wants to do something special in our lives and in our hearts. But before we get into the word of God today, let me just breathe a word of prayer for our time together. God, we thank you because you are immutable. You never change. You remain the same. Thank you for being constant and consistent in our lives. And we worship you today. We give your name glory, honor, and praise. And we pray, God, that you will bless our time together today, that your word would come forth with power and transformation. We thank you for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh, I'm excited, y'all. Listen, that's an understatement because I'm ready to jump into this sermon series. We are in a time of giving and generosity at Link Church, and God wants to take us deeper. He wants to tell us some nuggets that he just wants us to understand about generosity. And so let's dive into the sermon. The sermon topic today is heaven is hungry. Write that down. Heaven is hungry. And when you use the word generosity, it brings a lot of trauma and trepidation. It makes people nervous because most people have all of this trauma as it relates to the word generosity or as it relates to giving. Because anytime a pastor stands up and says that they want to talk about giving, you either tune them out or you run for the hills or you decide not to show up to church or, or you just put a wall up because we have all of this baggage as it relates to the term generosity. But it is my job to uh, decode the, the hard wiring of your psyche and your emotions as it relates to generosity. And let me just jump out the gate and, and put it out there for you. When I was talking to God about this topic, generosity, he told me, he said, Mark, you are not generous enough. He said, you are not generous enough. And so if I am the shepherd of this house, I need to communicate what God said to me and relay it to you. And I need you to know today that you are not generous 
enough. I need you to write that down, underscore it, highlight it, because that will be the foundation of everything we talk about in this sermon series. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much you give. I don't care how much time you give to your next door neighbor or how much money you give to the poor. God wants to challenge you and he wants you to know you are not generous enough. And so um, we need to understand that we have been shaped as it relates to the term generosity, we have been shaped. We either have been shaped from religion or shaped by culture, or probably both. Religion and culture has shaped how we think about generosity, how we navigate our lives and walk through the forests of life and the troubles of life, um, bearing this burden of generosity. And I want you to know, that it's time for you to throw away your religious trauma as it relates to generosity. It's time for you to throw away what the culture has told you about generosity. And it's time for us to step into biblical generosity because God wants us as Christians to be the most generous people walking the planet earth. We should be the most generous people walking through our neighborhoods and our communities. Generosity should not be an issue for the Christian. And so as I was preparing this, I was writing some things down and I want to share with you um, some things that I started to think about and started to um, write down. And, and so I wrote down this, there are three levels of givers. Write that down, three levels of givers. The first level of a giver is those givers who give grudgingly. They give with restraints and restrictions. In other words, these people are consumers. They're not really givers because they're not happy when they give. They're actually quite stingy. They're quite selfish that every time they have to give a dollar to a nonprofit or they have to let a friend uh, borrow a dollar, it's hard for them. They are consumers. They like to get more than they actually give. So the first level of giving is, uh, is those people are those people who give with grudges. They hold back on their giving. They want to receive way more than they actually give. The second level of giving are those people who give to get. Now, most Christians are in this level of giving. They give to get. I call this level tit for tat. <laughs> Put that down. Uh, most Christians walk through life and how they relate to generosity is that they, they think of it as this idea of tit for tat or this game of tit for tat. They have this scorecard in their psyche and in their emotions. They keep score of how much they give and how much God gives them back in return. And if they feel like God has not given them back 
as much as they have given out, then they feel unfairly treated. They feel like God is somehow not for them and God is somehow holding back from them. And they walk around their life with this scorecard and they say, I have given out X amount, so I should get X amount back. They play this game of tit for tat, but we are in no position to play a game of tit for tat with God. Because if anybody has anything to say about giving more than they have gotten back, it is God. God has given you way more than he has gotten back from you in return. You have no right to say that you need more back from God based on how much you have given. Because from God's perspective, He's the only one that can play the game tit for tat. In actuality, God does not play the game tit for tat. The the Bible says that he gives us way more than we deserve. If God was to give us exactly what we deserve, then you would not be breathing right now. You will not be able to lift your hands today. You will not be able to eat breakfast this morning, but you ought to give God thanks that you don't serve a God of tit for tat, that your God has given you way more than you deserve. In fact, even based on recent history, over the past 24 hours, if God looks at what you have done, he should have cut you off. But I'm grateful that God says in his word, He will never leave us. He will never forsake us because God does not play tit for tat like some of us do. But the third level of giving is the level of giving that we all need to get to. And that is the level that says you give freely. So generosity exists at the third level of giving. When you are a generous person, you give freely. You give with no strings attached. You give out of the bounty and the blessings of the Lord. You give without requiring someone to give back to you. You give because it is your responsibility to give. And you don't even always remember how much you give because you are a generous person. And and generosity is grounded in this scripture in our Bibles. John 3.16 that says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes on him would not perish but have everlasting life. Your God at his core, he is a generous God. And if we're going to be like Christ, If we're going to be Christians, then we should adopt the nature of our God and we need to live a generous life. Generosity is so key. Um, I'm just reflecting over my life. And when I think about generosity, I'm reminded of my grandmother. Her name is Daisy Watson. That's my grandma, y'all. Somebody shout out Daisy Watson. Uh, She might be listening. I believe that Daisy Watson is one of the most generous people that I have ever met. 
She is so generous. Every time I see her, she has something to give me. I don't ask for anything, but she has something to give her grandson. I remember one time I was in the Bronx and I went up to see her and she did not know I was coming. She was totally surprised. And she said, why didn't you tell me that you were coming? I said, grandma, I just wanted to surprise you. And she said, man, I have nothing to give you. She said, hold on, hold on, hold on, grandson. And she went in her purse and she pulled out a pack of Tic Tacs, y'all. <laughs> a pack of Tic Tacs. And when she gave me the Tic Tacs, I'm like, hold up, grandma, what you trying to say? You trying to say that I need a Tic Tac? You trying to say my breath is rocking? What you, what are you trying to say, grandma? Uh, but she's like, nah, I'm not trying to say that, grandson. I, I, I just want to give you something. I, I can't allow you to come in my presence and I don't give you something. And I'm just thinking about how we can be more generous, that we can give more in our everyday lives. And God is requiring Link Church to be more generous. Uh, God is requiring our church to be way more giving, that there are people in need of what we have to give, and God wants us to take another step up in our giving and in our generosity. And I want to ground this sermon in a text that um, really spoke to me, a passage of scripture out of the Bible. Let's go to Mark chapter 11. I think God wants to say something to us out of a story there. It says in Mark chapter 11, verse 12, the next day as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. Seeing in the distance a fig tree in leaf, he went to find out if it had any fruit. When he reached it, he found nothing but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Uh, this is an interesting story because Jesus, the Bible says, is hungry. Now, if you follow Jesus in your Bible, there are times when the Bible says that Jesus was tired. There, there are times in the Bible, uh, there was a time in the Bible when Jesus went to Lazarus's tomb and the Bible says that Jesus cried and he wept. But there are not many times in your Bible where the Bible will say that Jesus was hungry. And it's giving us insight to the fact that Jesus, your God, has an appetite. I need somebody to write that down. God has an appetite and heaven is always hungry for something. I mean, heaven is hungry. Heaven has an insatiable appetite and heaven is looking for something to satisfy its hunger. Your heaven is such a glorious place that it demands worship, that your God who sits on a glorious throne, he is hungry for your worship. 
He demands that you lift your hands and you give him praise. He demands that you cry out and you worship him. He demands that you give him adoration. In fact, heaven is so hungry for worship that heaven has a 24-7 system of worship where the angels consistently cry holy before the throne of God because heaven is hungry for worship. That's why you cannot hold back on your praise. That's why you cannot hold back on your worship. You need to be like David who penned the words, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise will continually be in my mouth because heaven is hungry for worship. Mm -hmm. Heaven is so hungry for worship that your Bible tells us, it tells us that if we don't praise God, then he will cause the rocks to cry out and give him praise. <laughs> because heaven, your God, demands worship. He is hungry. He has an appetite that needs to be fed. And so number one, we need to know at the foundational level that Jesus is hungry. He is hungry for something to come from our lives. He created you because he was hungry for something that you have on the inside of you. That's why your purpose cannot be killed. That's why your purpose cannot be extinguished by the enemy of your soul because God needs to keep you alive because he has something inside of you that feeds his hunger. Y'all better come get me today. There is something on the inside of you that feeds his appetite. When you say hallelujah, it sounds different than when the angels cry holy. When you give your God praise, when you give your God worship, when you use your gifts and your anointing to give God glory, there is something nestled within the chromosomes and the molecules of your anointing that actually feeds God's hunger. I need somebody right where you are just to give God a praise because heaven is hungry. You can allow a rock to cry out in your place, but this is the day that the Lord has made. You will rejoice and be glad in it. Heaven is hungry and Jesus, he is hungry. He is walking through the streets and he notices that there is a fig tree and this fig tree has leaves on it. And Jesus walks up to this fig tree because he notices that it has leaves. That is critical for our understanding of generosity, y'all. Jesus notices that the tree has leaves, but he also notices that the tree has no figs. And if you know anything about fig trees, when fig trees sprout leaves, they also produce fruit. So Jesus 
is walking up to this tree expecting that it will have fruit. But he notices that it's just a tree full of leaves. It's a tree full of leaves, but there is no fruit. In other words, this tree is producing false expectations. I need you to write that down. False expectations. This tree is showing signs of fruit, but yet has no fruit to fulfill the need that Jesus has on the inside of him. Jesus is hungry and he has an appetite and he is approaching a tree that only has leaves. And I'm wondering, today, if heaven, if God is looking at us as Christians and he is wondering if we are Christians that only have leaves, <laughs> that, that, that Christians all over the world are walking around and we are leafy Christians. We're Christians with leaves, but we are Christians with no figs. And when God has a need for our figs, we are just Christians that are leafy and we have nothing to give our God. We have nothing to give him, nothing to put before him because we lack generosity. And what Jesus was needing from this fig tree, he was needing this fig tree to be generous. He did not want a fig tree that just had leaves. He does not want Christians that just read their Bible, but have no generosity to offer somebody in their time of need. He's not looking for Christians that pray long prayers, but have nothing to give to someone who is down and out and is in need of a meal. He is not looking for Christians that lift their hands in worship that are very leafy Christians, but don't even have a dollar to give somebody who is homeless. Where are the Christians that have figs? Where are the Christians that are generous, that have something to give someone when they are in need. And it is time out for all of these leafy Christians, all of these Christians wearing crosses, all of these Christians going to church, but don't have an ounce of generosity in their spirits, don't have an ounce of generosity in their souls. They don't have any figs when somebody needs figs. Mm -hmm. I feel God in my soul today. I know this word is right. I don't care if you want to hear it or you don't want to hear it. God is tired of leafy Christians who have no figs because Christians should be the most generous people walking the face of the earth. And there should not be anyone who can talk about a Christian who is not generous. But if your God is generous, you need to be generous. And Jesus walks up to this fig tree and he curses the fig tree, not because the fig tree didn't have figs, but he curses the fig tree because it had leaves and no figs. Oh, y'all better preach with me this morning. He curses the fig tree because it had leaves and no figs. 
Mm-hmm. And, and if you're not going to have figs, then please don't have any leaves. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to be generous, then please don't call yourself a Christian. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to give your time and your money, then you might as well pack your bags and say, God, I give up my rights to say that I am a Christian. Mm-hmm. He curses, Jesus curses the fig tree, not because it didn't give him figs. He curses the fig tree because of its false expectations that it was presenting to the son of God. And how many times are you going to falsely advertise that you're a Christian and not be able to give a helping hand to somebody in need. I'm talking about being rooted in generosity. Rooted in generosity. Because there are too many of us that have the trappings and the traditions of Christianity, but don't have any figs to give away. And by all means, please, if you're going to have the trappings of Christianity, Please give me some figs. Oh, I feel God. Please, can you do me a favor and give me some figs? Can you please do the person on the corner a favor and give them some figs? Can you please help the single mom out who is struggling to take care of her kids and work two jobs? Can you please drop her $50 a month and give her some figs? If not, then don't show me any leaves. (laughs) Jesus says to the fig tree, in essence, he says, I don't want your leaves if you're not going to give me figs. But if you're going to give me leaves, please couple it with some figs. False expectations. Jesus is saying that if you have leaves, then you have the capacity for figs. I need somebody to write that in the chat. You have the capacity to be generous. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't care how much you make. I don't care how much time you think you don't have. You have the capacity to be generous. If you are a Christian, you have the capacity somewhere to be generous. And if you can sprout leaves, then you have the capacity to bring forth figs. And if you don't produce figs, but you produce leaves, then you are not a generous Christian. (laughs) If you, if you, if you produce leaves, but you don't produce figs, Jesus is saying, I have no use for you. (laughs) If you produce leaves, but you can't be generous to somebody else, Jesus is saying, what good are you? Oh, I know it's harsh. I know it's hard, but but we got to go deeper, (laughs) y'all. I know it's harsh. I I know it's hard, but but we got to go down to the root. And we have got to rip away all of the reasons why Christians are not generous. 
Because it's easy to show the leaves, to show how blessed you are, to show the house you have, to show the job you have, to show the business you own. It's, it's just great on social media to just flaunt how God has blessed you, but you have no figs. You have no figs. You have no figs. Jesus says, I curse you. Mm -hmm. I curse you because you have no figs. And in those, in that text, it says that in verse 13, that he, Jesus goes to this tree and he finds nothing on it but leaves because it was not the season for figs. Yeah. That's the conundrum in the text. Because why would Jesus curse a tree for not having figs when it wasn't the season to produce figs? I mean, what kind of God is this? That, that God is demanding something and it's not even capable of being produced? Do we serve the type of God that says, I will not bless you, I will curse you, I will put you away, I will discard you if you don't give me something that you are not capable of producing? It's in the text, y'all, read the text. The text says that it wasn't the season for producing figs. That's a problem because how can Jesus demand that the tree produce figs if it wasn't the season? Because I wanna tell you that Jesus was looking beneath the leaves and behind the leaves. He was looking down to the root and he realized that there's something about generosity that distinguishes it from just being a regular giver. The thing about generosity is that generosity is not seasonal. <laughs> Put that in the chat. Generosity is not seasonal. You cannot be a generous Christian today and a stingy Christian tomorrow. <laughs> You can't be a generous Christian only in December because it's the season of giving. <laughs> you can't be a generous Christian only when you get your tax refund. <laughs> you can't be a generous Christian when you get a pay raise, when you get a bonus. There's too many Christians out here that think that generosity is seasonal. Jesus is trying to show us that he is demanding something from this fig tree because he does not care about the season because the need trumps the season. Oh, the need supersedes the season. And when you have a need, it's greater than the season. And you can't say, God, I can't be generous when there's a need. You got to fulfill the need. I feel the presence of God in here and today because God wants you to know you don't have an opportunity to take time off from being generous. 
Mm-hmm. When there are so many needs out there, you can't afford not to be generous in this season. You cannot afford to be generous, to be a, a, a Christian that is stingy or a Christian that is selfish, but you have to be a consistently, habitually generous Christian. Your generosity cannot go on vacation. Uh huh. Your generosity must always be available to fulfill a need. There are so many needs in our city. There are so many needs on your job. There are so many needs in your community. There are so many needs in your church that you cannot afford to take a season off as it relates to generosity. Generosity is perpetual. So if you are alive, which is a sign of leaves, if you are alive as a Christian, it is your duty to meet a need when it arises. Oh, and how many needs have you been overlooking? How many needs have you walked past? How many needs have you said, hey, that's not for me, that's for somebody else? How many times are you going to allow this need to go unmet? Mm -hmm. But Jesus today, he is looking for somebody that will say, God, show me, (laughs) hallelujah, show me where there's a need. Show me, God, how I can use what you've given me to be a blessing. Show me how I can take, even if it's a little God, and make a difference, God. Show me how I can be generous because God, if I can produce leaves, then I surely can produce figs because there's somebody in need of my figs. There's somebody that needs what I have. God has you alive right now in this moment in a pandemic because you have something that will change somebody's life. I feel God in here today. Oh, you have something that will revolutionize somebody's experience. You have an opportunity for somebody to see Jesus in your figs. See Jesus in your fruit. See the power of God in your figs. See that God has not forgotten about them through your figs. It's in your figs. It's in your figs. It's in your figs. It's in your figs. Somebody put it in the chat. It's in your figs, not in your leaves. Mm -hmm. It's what it's in what you can give, not in what you can show. Hallelujah. It's in your figs. It's in your figs. It's in your figs. The blessing is in your figs. Mm -hmm. The anointing is in your figs. Yeah. The overflow and the breakthrough is in your figs figs. Uh-huh. Stop trying to show leaves. You gotta give the figs. It's in the figs. It's in the figs. It's in the figs. I'm gonna say it till it gets in your spirit. It's in the figs. The greatness of God for your life is in the figs. The next level that God wants to take you to, it's unlocked when you show and when you produce the figs. It's in the figs. It's in the figs. It's in the figs. 
And so uh, let, let's keep pushing this, y'all. Uh-huh, because Jesus curses the fig tree. And he says in verse 14, then Jesus said to the tree, may no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard him say it. Jesus said to this tree, because you lack generosity, no one is going to eat from you again. Now, now that is something that should break your heart. That when God is hungry from, for something to come from you, if you do not fulfill and satisfy his craving, he can turn around and say to you, because you are not generous, then no one, nothing will eat from you again. I got to push past that, but, but I need you to contemplate that. Because as the disciples in Jesus walk away from this cursed fig tree, they come back the next morning. If you go to verse 20, it says, in the morning, as they went along, they saw the fig tree withered from the roots. Peter remembered and said to Jesus, Rabbi, look, the fig tree you cursed has withered. What I want you to focus on is that it was withered from the root. <laughs> Jesus understood that the problem was not really in what he could see with the tree. The problem was not really in, in how he saw the tree or what people saw from the tree, but the problem with this fig tree was with its roots. So it withered and disintegrated and became dead all the way down to its root that when they came back the next day, they realized even the root was withered. And I wanna tell you that if you are not a generous person, it's not because you feel like you don't have enough money. It's not because you feel like you don't have enough time. It's not because you feel like you lack the resources. If you are a selfish and a stingy person, it's because you have a problem going on in your roots. <laughs> yeah, that, that there is something going on in your root system that is preventing you from being a generous person. Mm -hmm. Because there's something about the root of this tree that blocked its ability to produce figs when it produced leaves. That was not a branch problem. That was a root problem. The tree did not produce figs when it produced leaves because there was a problem with its roots. Something was going wrong at the root level that was blocking nourishment going to the branches. 
And so the branches could not produce figs because something was cutting off the nourishment coming from the roots. And if you have a root problem as it relates to your giving and your generosity, then you will never be a generous person. And the reason why our churches, our communities, our neighborhoods suffer is because there's something wrong with our root system. You don't have a fruit problem. You have a root problem. Put it in the chat. You do not have a fruit problem. You have a root problem. And I want to give you four areas of your life before we get out of here. I'm going to give you four areas of your life that you need to be rooted in generosity. Mm -hmm. Four areas of your life that if you get these areas generous at the root level, you will be a generous person. Number one, you need to be generous at the root level financially. You need to be able to give out of your money, your resources. Number two, you need to be a, gen a generous person relationally. Number three, you need to be a generous person vocationally. Number four, you need to be a generous person spiritually. Those four areas will cause you to be a generous person. If you're not generous in all of those areas, then sometimes and perhaps you're not producing figs when there is a need for your figs. But God wants you to be generous in your finances, generous in your relationships, generous in your vocation, and generous in your spirituality. And I and I pray that as we go through this sermon series, I'm able to unpack these areas so that you can be a generous person at the root level and God can produce his glory out of your life because heaven is hungry. Mm. Heaven is hungry for a, a generous person. Heaven is hungry for a given per, giving person. And I want to pray with somebody today because God wants to crack the code of your heart and break you open into a generous lifestyle because somebody is in need of what you have and heaven is hungry. And so if you are in need of prayer today, I need you to click the request prayer button. Or if you're watching the replay, type prayer in the chat. We wanna pray with you today. We wanna release an anointing on your life so that you will be a generous person. We want to pray with you so that maybe, maybe you, you want to give your life to Jesus today and you want to dedicate your heart to him. We want to pray with you today. Let's all pray at this time. Father, we thank you for your word today. I pray with that person that is dedicating their life to you. We confess with our mouth and we believe in our heart that you, you were raised from the dead that you died on the cross and we believe that you are Lord and Savior of our lives. And we pray and we declare God today that we will walk with you from this day forward. I pray God 
for such a strong anointing to fall on our church, an anointing of generosity, God. I release and I declare that God Link Church would be so generous. We would be hilariously generous. We would be contagiously generous. That when people see our church, they will see a generous church. In the name of Jesus, God, I declare right now that we're stepping into a new level of generosity. We will give of our time. We will give of our money. We will give of our resources. We will give of our gifts. In the name of Jesus, God, we won't be like the fig tree and just show leaves but God we have some figs to give and I pray in the name of Jesus God that you would cause us to be generous people in every walk of life in every area of life there are so many needs in our city God and I pray you will use us for your glory. Use us to make a difference. Use us to be generous. Use us to be light and salt in this earth and we thank you, God, for what you're doing. And we praise you, God, because you're moving on somebody's heart. I believe right now, God, you're moving on somebody's heart to give. Hallelujah. You're moving on somebody's heart to give more than they've given before. And I pray, God, you will cause them to move, move past fear. And God, they will do what you're asking them to do. I thank you for what you're blessing us in right now and where you're taking this church. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to have a great week and I want the blessings of the Lord to be on you. I want you to live a generous week because heaven is hungry. I will see you next time. Take care. We hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. For more information about Link Church, you can visit us on the web at www.linkchurchnc.org.